I thought that like becoming their photographer gave me like credibility and I thought that it was going to fill this like insecurity or help with this insecurity of being like, oh, now like when people ask me what I do for work, I have something cool to say. So now you're going to think that I'm like cool and I'm going to get validated for that. And like, I'm going to feel like I'm enough. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. All Ooh, right. Here we go. Oh, we are back. Oh, that dude. was the worst one you've horrendous. done in a while, Brandon. No, no dense, though. All right. that's, I'll go, really, I'll go. that's what really matters. I have not touched this can. Usually, I, yeah, usually yeah. I secretly prep it ahead of time. Whoa. Do you guys know this trick? I bet you guys don't know it. A little bit of leakage. Do you guys know that trick? No dense, though. Whoa. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Bartender I, fig. I wait, was, uh, wait. So you put this straight up? Yep. Yeah, just pour it right there. And For the listener, hang. Hang right we're just there. letting the can oh, pour itself. Insanity. Dude, are you kidding yeah, me? That's you nice. learn something new every that's day nice. if you watch on YouTube. And if you're watching Holy on YouTube, you got to make sure to subscribe because... 58% of you guys aren't subscribed and you're watching oh, on YouTube, which is dude. just unbelievable. Also, please leave a review on Spotify. It helps us out so much more than you know. And shout out to all the rocks. They copped merch, dude. You guys God, are good rocks. Dude. Let's go. Um, I think you totally missed Chase's open. I want to know what you gave. Did you, know, you see it? It's pretty good. Didn't see you it. Right here, to... just, just rank mine. Yeah. It looked... Yeah, that was actually pretty solid. That's the best coast. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I got a little... I have, Five, I never, seven. I did, so imagine that minus but a better. dent. With a little I, bit of leakage. A little splash. Splash can kind of be fun But here sometimes. we go, ready? Yep. <laughs> yeah, do my like trick. A, it's like a little... Oh, that one's not going to work. Oh, 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 oh. No, 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 no. We're just no, not no. going to work. It's just coming out it's so too fast. Small of a, you need, too small you of a... You need a wide mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, How mm. did you figure that out? Cheers. This is Cheers. A, it's not like that's like a normal thing because this is like a big jar that we really only have Wait, here. Wait, okay. Speaking of uh, cheers. Great show. I haven't seen it, but I'll have to check it out. Okay. Do you guys feel, this is a questionable question. Do you feel like you need to um, make glass contact with everyone no. at the table when you cheer? Absolutely yeah, not. I do, and I get OCD oh, about it, too, you're and kidding. I kind of freak out. You walk over if, to the other, what if you're at a 14-person so table? So imagine, uh, that's a little different. But I, if think, like, I think it's within arm's distance. 100%. Yeah, within arm's distance. But if if I know that I have missed, so if we all three cheer at the same time, and I know I just kicked Kostas' can't, I'm going to like... <laughs> and it really freaks me out. It really stresses me out. And sometimes I'll just do it without even noticing. I'll just like do a little tap. Kind of a little tap room. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. wait for like some intersection uh, <laughs> yeah. traffic to clear and then yeah. you get. Yeah. He's yeah. like walks way. over to the other side. He's like, I don't think I've met you yet. <laughs> 37 minutes ago, our glasses did not clear. <laughs> dude, um, so Wolves, huh? Ah, dude, I don't want to talk about it. Hey, we still, we still can make the playoffs. You guys you can know? still make it. You're going to play the winner of the. Pelicans, Pelicans and, and OKC. OKC, both just garbage teams, but we're also garbage. Your team also but garbage, but you won. Do you think you're going to have the guy with the wrapped hand back or no? No, he's out for the season like an idiot. That he was, was like wild secretly insane. one of our best players. Yeah. And yeah. I think Rudy will probably be back because we'll probably one game the only. suspension. Yeah, but one game. God, that was so... The one game we needed him was against AD and it was like the one game he was like, bonjour. Mm. So was the game last night, It's it was not to make the playoffs, it was to decide 7th yeah. or 8th mm. seed? Mm. No, it's to no, make the playoffs. To make the playoffs, to be the 7th oh, wow. seed. So it's now, confusing. Okay. Yeah, we're the 7th seed now, so the loser was the 8th seed. They're going to go play the winner of 9 and 10. And, and if then, they win, they will go play the Nuggets, who's the 1 seed, which so, is just a brutal yes. spot to be in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, brutal. But although you, I kind of like the matchup. So yeah, who do you guys think is going to win the ship? Big rocks. I think the Bucks. Dude. For sure. 
Come on, throw I me didn't a know bone. we were playing in the NBA championships. <laughs> throw me a bone, dude. <laughs> big rocks, us three. Dude. Oh, us three? The big rocks, dude. Oh, so I'll I throw you a bone if it's us three. But no, I think the Bucks are going to win. The Bucks. We'll see what happens. I I would love to see the Lakers in the finals. Would be. I think they got it. We're dangerous. I we're don't f- think they got, dude. That game feeling, was so sloppy. We're feeling dangerous, you know, oh, dude. We're zero and zero now. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, hey, you know you're, there was a, not wrong. They started two and ten, and there was yeah. a point three percent chance of them making you know, the playoffs. You know who filmed that piece of content? Your boy. Come on, come on, oh, come, come on, on, come on. You come know who on. I want to know who they think is going to win the championship is Rock over there on the oh, couch. Couch Rock, Rock yeah. Nation. How we feeling? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh sounds so good, good. Cheers, dude. dude. All right. No, Kia. listen, um, for all those that didn't buy merch, it's fine. He's been living under the overpass on the 405. And if you don't got a lot of buy the next there. drop that's going to come in two months, we'll probably have a new intern because, yeah. He'll leave us. But that's boy Kia. I've been struggling. I've been struggling, but. I, def- I fed him chicken and rice today. So he got, <laughs> it was a full moon, gave him some food. <laughs> Um, yeah, but so he's, he's really uppity and that's why we put him in front of the camera. Cause he's got, you know, got his energy back and shit. So how you feeling rock? The people have been asking, bro. I had the show out. The ratings are about to go up. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. Oh, yeah, dude. Keon, who do you have winning? Who do you have winning the whole thing in the NBA? Go leg show. They, those, those are the boys. You. you think that you think they could pass the Suns? It's going to be the best. We're going to, it'll be the greatest series. If it's that ever in NBA history. Book, dude, I was just thinking, not to do a total NBA pod. Well, this is the last thing we'll say, but well, first we have to get to the fucking insane video you got of LeBron and Schroeder, but Schroeder, Schroeder. Yeah. That'll um, work. If the Clippers are playing, who would they play? Who do they play? They play another just star studded team, dude. They're just, I'm just saying they play the Suns. Oh, so it's the Clippers man. and the Suns. So we have Kawhi, KD, Book, Chris Paul. We also have fucking LeBron, John Morant. There's so many, and just all in fucking Crypto.com Arena, dude. I usually call it Staples, but I kind of want the coins to come back up. So I'm trying to do a little grassroots yes, marketing. I like that. Yeah, that's good. But okay, so tell me about this shot you got because okay. LeBron's posting it. It's the craziest shot I've ever seen of of the video shot, not we're, a basketball. Okay, shot. Okay, we're five rows up, and th- th- this was so random. So there's this guy that's standing behind me, right? Okay. He taps me. He goes, "Hey, I hope you're not going to sit there the whole game." And I'm like, "What is this guy saying?" Yeah. Like, yeah, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta kill the dog, dude. We gotta kill the dog. How'd you um, get the duck, dude? You can't have the duck. God damn it. I'm five rows up mm-hmm. at the arena, right? And there's a guy behind me and he kept, he tapped me like three times. He's like, hey, are you gonna be standing up like that during the game? And I'm like, no, like, I don't wanna be in your way at all. So, like, let me know if I'm in your way. And so then, like, five minutes goes by. He taps me. He goes, dude, if you need me to hold the camera, I'm like, dude, I'm trying to, like, work. Yeah. Could you, like, right. sit in your seat, please? And so the guy sits back. Then five minutes later, I get his business card. I'm like, dude, what is going on? Like, what is happening? I'm trying to focus, like, forward. Anyways, I see this ball from, like, this is the last play. There's a oh, timeout. I thought huh. I was going to cut to that guy being, like, Jimmy Iovine or something. No, <laughs> I, like... I, I just had, you know, it's just, it's, like, the most famous guy <laughs> yeah. in the arena. Yeah. No, yeah. but it, this is funny, though. So then everyone, the whole arena is standing up, and I'm like, Oh, let's go. The energy in here is like ridiculous. And I look around, two fans sitting down. It's this guy. And I'm like, oh my God, like, why is he sitting down during this thing? I go, oh my gosh, like, he, uh, you know, maybe he can't stand up for long periods of time. Like, I don't know. The, that game winner happens. He just walks out the arena. I'm like, why are you standing up? Why were you not standing? He was literally sitting down. And then he's like, Dad, I can't see. He's like screaming at this guy next oh, to me no. now because I've moved over to the right. He's screaming at the guy next to me. He's like, dude, I need you to sit down. And I'm like, Looking at the arena, I'm like, every single person is on their feet. Yeah. Stand. I'm not saying anything. Obviously, I'm like, stand up, buddy. Like, whatever. Anyways, so 
Five rows up, they call a timeout. Mm-hmm. So they're drawing up this play, which I had assumed was for LeBron. Right. So that what which most I think the Wolves did what too. Mo- what I'm assuming everyone thought was that it was for LeBron. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like looking at where they're out on the court because this is really important if you're ever filming like a big moment like this or football, whatever. You got to kind of anticipate who's going to get the ball and mm-hmm. where it's going to probably end up. Because, dude, everyone's standing up. The reporters are on all all their feet. So I'm like, damn, I need to like get some height right now because I'm not super tall. So. I get on my tippy toes nice. and I'm like leaning over and I ask these two reporters in front of me, I go, hey, like, could you just move an inch to the right? right. And if you move an inch to the left, we're all going to see it and right. it'll be great. So they do. They're good friends. Nice. They all move. So I got my spot and LeBron gets it. He's kind of curling around the outside. I'm like, is he going to do a reverse layup? I'm like, That's no. That's what I thought he was going to do. I'm like, no way. And then it just immediately clicked to me. I'm like, the Charlotte play where he did the thing. Uh, he lost his shoe and he threw yeah. it to shoot in the corner and Schroeder missed it. I'm like. Oh my God, it's the Charlotte play. It's the Charlotte play again. So I, I see him like, <laughs> I, see, I see him go like right out of the basket. I'm like, that's not our first layup. That's going to the corner. Whip to the corner. I'm like, yep. oh, come on, baby. Ice into the face. Yep. Follow it. I'm like, okay. So then I whip back and I see him with his, his like signature freeze like mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, oh, baby, we got the shot. We got the shot. And then peripheral in front of me to the left, I see a mystical, a, a mystical LeBron figure. <laughs> a mystical figure. I'm like, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, the person is stopped there in my peripheral for like a good two seconds. I'm like, it's got to be a reaction. Somebody yep. don't know who it is. Pan, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Come on. It's scary because you can't like, I don't know. No. What, if, what, if, I, what yeah. if I panned and it's no, and right. it's nothing happening? Right. I'm like, oh my God. So it just, yeah. And it looks so like you pan, caught it. And then, yeah, they did the little dap thing. And I was like, dude, I, and I was so happy because that spot isn't the. <laughs> this is actually unbelievable. I love you. We got to put him in the room. Dude, he's going to yell. Like, it's not going to work. So he's going to have to sit The there. bathroom, maybe? I mean, I'm, I was trying no, to... He's, hold- gonna, he's literally going to howl. It's I'll, insane. like, hold him down. This is crazy. Buddy, let's no, just take don't, a nap. Don't, don't even touch him. Just, just like, him? Right. let him relax. Okay. He'll calm down in, like, two seconds. So we, we got the shot, and I immediately knew it. I was like, oh, this is, this is like, the best shot I've got all so season. Sick. It was sure. so good. It's the best it's one, so think, good. Best one yeah. I've got. And um, Dude, and the... It's, like, spectacular. The... Uh, edit you made in black and white you've been chefing yeah, dude chef thanks guys. filming and editing come on, dude. Come on, dude come on dude trying to focus on getting the best shots you know when i saw something and someone was like oh why'd you put it in black and white i'm like really I have no idea it just looked like a vibe uh, and then this guy sent me this something um, and it was like when it's in black and white there's no color to distract you and i didn't use any effects there's nothing else to distract you but what you're actually looking at at the frame and he's like right. and if it's composed poorly you're gonna notice it mm. if something's out of focus you're gonna notice it and i'm like Damn, that's really fair. Thanks for that. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to say it on the pod. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it wasn't just for a dramatic right. effect. Yeah. It was for look at the Focus, frame. Look dude. at the frame. Focus. Sometimes when I'm shooting concerts, the lighting is all weird. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with these colors. It looks freaking weird. So I'm like, fuck it. Black and black white. And white and like, it, no, it was smart, a vibe. it looks dude. way better in black and white. But it's because it's like, oh, I couldn't figure out the color on this. I remember you and I shot fucking Brett Michaels in like a basement in San Francisco. Yeah. And I remember trying to figure out the white balance. And I was like, how? This was years, years ago. And I just remember like, how do you do this? Like, how do you shoot concerts? It looks yeah. all stupid. Maybe you just put it in black and white. Dude, yeah, maybe we, uh, are we just going to start a movie? And then my buddy Subers, who, who used to work for Philly, he works for Fanatics now. He posted a, f- a bunch of photos in black and white and I was like are we just all black and white yeah. guys we're just the all gonna, we're just all pressing it's not like film look anymore it's just black <laughs> just and white just black and white or die I saw a, a video on TikTok from Hyundai uh. you had a new actor yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah dude yeah we're filming with so we did Lion King it's like Disney's turning 100 so Hyundai is like the car of Disney so they're doing like a Disney 100 thing and it's pretty cool and like usually so if it's like a smaller budget like a smaller production like under 100k i would say i like get to shoot and direct which is cool but then on like the 
big, big, big ones. Like this one was like multi-million, like broadcast, huge, huge campaign. It's like, I'm like the B unit. So I'm doing like the social pieces. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do like, like Instagram website, whatever. And like the A unit are like the bosses. And like the guy that's directing this is the guy that made like the hump day. Like, do you remember? He just does all the animals. Oh, this spots. is the guy. Yeah, Wayne, I can't remember his last oh, name. Oh, and he's, he's the one who brings the animals? No, he, he, but he knows he's like very connected with like the animal wranglers. Like he does all me. the cool animal spots. He rocks, dude. You would love that's him. That's so funny. He has his dog with him every day on set. What so kind he, of dog? It's an uh, Australian Shepherd. Okay, okay. His name's Rick. Cool Cute. guy. That's funny. But, and dude, okay, really quick tangent. They like had the, they have one animal go across and then they have another and it's like super seamless and they're like, okay, now the animal wranglers are like, everyone, this part's going to be a little more complicated. They're like, these are prairie dogs and we're in a prairie. So like these prairie dogs aren't just going to walk across from the car. So like they are all of a sudden there's like 10, there's like 10 animal wranglers and they all have nets. And I'm like, oh, Shut. It, where are you at in the Sahara? Like, no, we're like on, like we're in like Calabasas on like a hill and there's like a road, there's a car and supposed to walk in front of it. And the other one's just walked right across perfectly trained. And then all of a sudden they were just like this and we're like, yo, this looks a little sketch. It's and about they, to go they down. let the prairie dog and he like starts walking across and we're like, Oh my God, he's doing it. And then he just, and then just fucking bolts into the prairie and they all just chase after him and everyone just cracks <laughs> up, dude. Are they just going a million miles like an hour? Like a million, they're so fast. Yeah. I'm like, how are you ever going to catch that? Can you imagine that? they come back, they have like six. Yeah, we all just, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, we caught a couple extra yeah. actually. And we were all just cheering for this prairie dog. It was so funny. But, so, production's going along. Mm -hmm. I'm B unit. So, it's like, I'm kind of in the way a little bit, you know, I'm like, Oh, can I get that car? Can I steal that actor for like a second? Like I got to mm -hmm. get this shot. And I'm like kind of bottom of the totem pole. Then at the end of the day, sun setting a production, a unit, like the big million dollar, they're a little behind. And, and the executive producer walks up stares me in there. I'm just like eating crafty, whatever, having some snacks, chilling. Cause I'm already done. Looks me in the eye and she goes, how good is that camera that you're using? I was using a C70. The best. The best. And I just said, it's 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 four it's four K. And I'm I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I've had this fucking dream before, dude. She's gonna ask me to shoot for the actual commercial. Like I've I've I have like I've daydreamed this every time I go to one of these shoots. And I'm like, this is about to happen. And she was like, Look, like the broadcast unit always shoots like the YouTube subscribe. Like, you know, at the end, it's like mm. subscribe. It's like not on mm. TV, but it's like the YouTube subscribe thing. They're like, they always shoot that, but they're they don't have time. And like, you gotta shoot it. And I was like, Holy shit. And I'm like, I'm gonna do it. Like, I'm so excited, I'm so nervous. And like the shot is like plexiglass and there's a pig that like needs to like fucking like just interact with the plexiglass and it's like funny and it's just going to say like subscribe, whatever. It's just a pig. It looks like it's like seamless to the frame, right? Okay. So it's like the whole frame like is the pig moving around. Okay. Funny idea. Cool. Easy. Plexiglass. Put the camera on a tripod. And it's funny. As soon as you get pulled up to the major leagues, dude, now I'm on A unit. Everyone's like, Mr. Chase, like, what can I get you? Like, <laughs> oh, you're going to kneel down, dude. Here's a little foam thing for your knees. Like everything. It was so fun. Like, where's I'm like, this been at? Yeah, I'm like, interesting how the tides have turned, dude. So I'm like, I got pulled up to the majors, dude, but I'm super nervous that I'm going to blow the fucking relief because, yeah, I'm, I'm shaking my pants off. I'm like, thank God it's on a tripod or else this shot would just be like this. But I set the shot up. I get it. I'm like, I think, I think this is going to be good. The plexiglass there, the pig there is good. Camera's here. I look through the thing and I'm just looking back at myself because fucking reflections, dude. And I'm like, motherfucker. And I'm like, this just got so much more complicated than I realized. I have a polarizer, like barely does anything. And then dude, shout out fucking my guy in the sky, Miles. He used to always talk about just like covering everything in black. Every time he shot anything with a car, just a big black sheet behind him all the time. So I'm like, eh. and I see like the DIT, like the guy that transcodes yeah, yeah. all the footage has a huge, just like black room. Oh, room. Just like, a, and I'm like, 
AD guy, like grab that. And I'm on the A unit now. So they're like, yes, Mr. Chase. And they like grab it and like hold it up behind me, like C stand it. And the reflections are gone. And we got the fucking shot, dude. And I was so pumped. And I was so, and I just drove Love home just year. like, ah, for like so long. I was so happy. Let's go. So yeah, Love hopefully that. it actually like use, they you, use it. You but. need to add Pumbaa director to your yeah. resume. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And Dude, Chase like, was literally directing a Warthog. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm like, am I like, am I in the DGA? Like, <laughs> <laughs> can I add this to yeah. like my credit? Right, right, right. So I don't know. But then I was like, I was like so excited to like tell people and then they were like hey probably like you know i was like i don't know if you should tell people but i just told it on the podcast i love that <laughs> dude we'll also happens. funny enough that chloe was telling us because they were asking her to like come up with ideas for like that like yeah. the social stuff yeah and so it was like 11 p.m at night and me brayden and we chase are just s- out here in the living room and we're just like oh dude disney characters like what if we did this in the car and i'm like dude you get us three in a fucking writing room and we'll come up with the craziest creative ever <laughs> We're like, some funny ideas, dude that's dude. so funny she had yeah. some good stuff dude, she, she made some good stuff for it that it was fun it was a good time but yeah that's so funny yeah she does great work actually man dude so you have a a very big life announcement yes. to, yeah. to yes. tell the pod listeners and tell us so what what has transpired in the last in the last few months yeah, so um, I got my girl pregnant. Oh, 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 the the other one. Uh, oh, we weren't supposed to talk about that one. No, that was supposed to be a next <laughs> yeah, week right, episode. Right, right. We need that con- was like a whole. We need content. Episode fifty nine. It was like a twins. whole thing. Oh man, and it's almost um, twins. Congrats. Yeah. No. Um. So, for those of you guys who've been following the pod for a minute, you guys know that for the past like year and a half, I've been touring with Loud Luxury, doing photo video content, and I decided to quit and hang up or give my resignation and so i have three shows left so um at the end of april i will be completely done touring um it's been a long time coming i'm extremely burnt out i'm ready for something new and uh, it wasn't an easy decision to make Mm -hmm. but like feels super right and i'm really glad that like i'm deciding to take a step back from touring i still want to get back to concerts eventually but tour life man it's it's grueling um and yeah, I'm just ready for the next step. You um, did it for how long exactly? Yeah. Year and a half. I want to say my first show with them was in oct- September or October. I think it was in October and it was EDC. Mm-hmm. Wow. So about about 18 months. Wow. And how far, dude, how far you came oh along? Do you remember the remember you, that first show? Dude, oh, God. dude, he was pissing his pants. EDC, Coast is his first show. He's like, oh, Brayden, do I have the battery? Do I have, do I need a memory card? Do I use those still? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Had never used a flash Which camera? before. Oh, Wait, do you my hold the God, camera, dude? Yeah. Then Buddy Shefton just Shefton, you dude. went on the road for. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, Costas. I personally feel like I haven't seen you <laughs> right. in, in a in a for an extended period of time. For like, I'll come home to the apartment and I'm like, is Costas here or is Costas it's not crazy, here? Yeah. It's so crazy, man. It's crazy. I'm excited to have you back. It's crazy how hard yeah. you grinded, man. You guys should all go to Costas' bio. Go to his costas g photo page mm-hmm. and check out scroll down and look at the beginning and look at the stuff you're doing right now because honestly it's it is cr- you were the concert guy dude you yep. chef at concert and thank other you. and other things but like it's really crazy to see your progression like yeah thank you you're a rock that means a lot i was gonna say it's it's, it's crazy because you chef that that edc and we we're all like oh shit dude he's doing it <laughs> yeah, but you can do it's it. crazy that you got better and better and better yeah and better and better it's and insane because did you notice it like while you were doing it yeah, I think, I mean, just with anything, you kind of get better mm-hmm. the more you do it. Um, and you just, 
I knew how to take photos and take video, right. but like anytime you go into a different like niche of photo video, you there's certain things, there's nuances with each, you know, genre that you have to learn. And so just getting to know like how to move around and like even I started getting like new gear, like for the first I would say like four months, maybe five months, I didn't have a seventy to two hundred. Like once right. I got that, that completely changed it. Then I got like a twelve to twenty four, so even wider. Um and just like learning how to shoot shows, but like I could definitely see my progression. Like there'd be runs that I would go on and like looking back at my photos. And even like I started pulling all of like my best photos for my portfolio and I was like, oh, I'm pulling way more from like the second half mm -hmm. of touring. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to see your progression when it's with anything like yeah. in the gym or with work or whatever you're doing. Um, I mean, you're not seeing it in the gym, but everywhere else. That's honestly a big reason why I had to quit touring because I need to get back in the gym. Braden, I mean, Brandon's still looking kind of small, but there you go. fuck, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, honestly, like today I wanted to use the Rock Talk to kind of, I was reminiscing about my time and I, I feel like I've grown a lot and matured a lot and learned a lot in the last year and a half from touring. So there's like kind of 10 lessons or... Oh. Um, Boy came just, prepared. Yeah, things Mom. that I wanted to talk about, like 10 things I learned and epiphanies I had over yeah, the past year. Let's hear it. Give me number um, one. So the first one, it's more of like an overall observation, but it's just really crazy to me to think of what used to be like a dream job. I looked at this as a dream job is now something I really want no part of. Right. And like what, before I started shooting concerts, it's like, I always dreamed of shooting concerts and going on tour. And like me and Chase used to talk about mm -hmm. this, like how cool would it be to go on tour? And like now that I did it, I feel like I did it. I'm able to check it off. But like, man, I want no right. part of tour life anymore. And I just think it's crazy that that can happen. Yeah. But it's so, I feel like so many people have these crazy dreams that they never get to see. And they always think, oh, I wish I would have tried to be an actor. I wish I would have tried to. And it's so good to actually do it because then you can check it off and be like, you know what? I'm happy being the Excel guy and fucking, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Important. Okay. So the second one is as you grow older and mature, what you want out of life changes. Your priorities change with time. And I think we often get caught up in being like, your mindset now is what your mindset is going to be forever, five, 10 years down the line. What you want out of life at this current moment, you think is what you're going to want out of life in five, 10 years, 15 years down the line. And like, that's not always the case. And it's okay for you to change what your goals are just because like as humans, we're constantly evolving. So I think that's like really important. Totally. And I think yeah. you, you know, you've grown so much as a person. Your life has changed a lot in a yeah. year and a half. You know, you have a girlfriend now. I mean, you found out they're like, okay, I really want to prioritize like my health and you want yeah. to get in shape. Right. And like, obviously there's a lot of room to go with that to get in yeah. shape and stuff. With and you. like, It'll yeah. probably happen pretty quickly, honestly, I think. You can't ever tell when you break from being serious. <laughs> and so when I was like, oh, wait, this is a bit. Um, but no, seriously, yeah. Like, you get more, like, obviously, you have, when you have a girlfriend, as Brayden and I know, it's a lot more responsibility. Just yeah. in, in being, you got to be more, you got to own up to who you are, what to be good at, making time for things that aren't just you, whatever, working, eating, like, you know. And taking a gym is another same thing, like trying to be in shape. So it's like, yeah, you're right. Like you're, you're changing your priorities and that's really important, man. You know? And I just want to like shout out to my girlfriend. Her name's Kat, boop, boop. but she's been super like understanding about, I guess what I do for work. Sure. And, um, we started, you know, dating 
as I was really having the feelings of wanting to wind down and like I think had I met her like a little bit early on while I was in the middle of touring like I don't know if it really would have worked out but she's been super supportive and like super understanding of me being gone on the weekend so that was that's been like super nice but yeah like I just remember being in like in college or my early 20s and my priority was like oh I want to go out and like I want to know what it's like being in the club or backstage and like I want to party a lot and all that kind of stuff. I was never like the biggest party, but like going out and, and doing that. And and now as I've gotten older, I want to really prioritize my health. I want yeah. to get eight hours of sleep. I want to eat healthy. I want to get in the gym. I want to just be healthy and live a different lifestyle. And I just, um, if you would have told me that, I guess maybe like a couple years ago, it, I would have I don't know if I would have believed you because like you're so caught up in one mindset. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah it's good to know that things always will change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so the third one is, and this is a really important one to me, is my identity was too wrapped up in my work. And to be honest, like I was really insecure before I started shooting for them about me as like a photographer, filmmaker, content creator. I didn't ever really feel like I was like shooting that coolest stuff. Um, And I just, I thought that like becoming their photographer gave me like credibility. And I thought that it was going to fill this like insecurity or help with this insecurity of being like, Oh, now like when people ask me what I do for work, I have something cool to say. So now you're going to think that I'm like cool and I'm going to get validated for that. And like, I'm going to feel like I'm enough. And that stems from like a deeper insecurity of mine of being like, fuck, I, I've really always struggled with like feeling like I'm enough. Right. And you know, that's for like deeper, we can keep going down the rabbit hole. But Crystal Lee a bit. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Because I had a lot of trauma. I'm not my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but yeah, and um, I, I just, I came to realize that like, yeah, when people would ask me like, oh, what do you do for work? I was like really excited. I would play it off cool. Like, oh, I'm shooting concerts. Yeah, like, so I yeah. feel on like dream, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But in my head, I was like, oh, you're gonna think I'm cool and I'm gonna feel validated because I shoot something that's like sexy. And something that I've realized is like, you aren't your work and you shouldn't be your work. Your Your whole identity isn't what you do for work. Of course, it's like part of what you do. But like, man, like as humans, we're just we're multifaceted. We do many different things. You aren't what you do for work. And I think that's something that not only I struggle with, I'm sure a lot of people struggle with, but like, yeah, there's so many other things that I want to do in life. And, um, but yeah, I just, I, I realized, uh, that my identity was very wrapped up in my work and I, uh, don't want that to be the case. Great awareness, dude. I feel like that was real wise. I don't really have anything to add. What do you like when someone does feel wrapped up Mm -hmm. in their work? What do you think is like the not not like how do I get out of that? (laughs) (laughs) What is the what is the answer that because I think you're right. I think like I saw it on Twitter. Someone the other day was like, oh, I they like had left their job. I don't remember what team they had shot for was like a sports creative. And they're like, I I'm so happy that I did this. Like I you know, when someone asked me what I do for work, it was like instantaneous, like this name of this Mm -hmm. brand. And like, that's what I wanted to be associated with it so you know how does someone almost like find their identity outside of their work if they do feel like their identity is like so intertwined with their work yeah you know like what did you do or what do you feel like you've grown to know over this over this time you know i think like 
I don't know if I'm necessarily like the right person to ask to give particular advice on this because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. But I will say that I don't think you ever like figure yourself out fully. I don't, Mm -hmm. I think the the game of finding out who you are as a person what your identity is it's a lifelong game so i think that like you just gotta do more and make time and make yourself a priority to like hey life isn't all about work there's Mm -hmm. more out there like explore try different things see what it is you like and and do more of that and um yeah man but i think that like there's this concept of like I'm going to know exactly who I am at like 25 or 30 or whatever it may be. And that's just like not the case. It's like life is is always changing and like figuring out who you are as a person, I think, is just like something that is a lifelong thing. You're always learning more about yourself and like other people around you. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Yeah, this kind of goes into the next one, but it's you never have it all figured out. So kind of on the point of like trying to figure out your identity, I remember... A couple months into touring, I would say like three months, like probably two or three months in when I knew that it was like locked in consistent because when I was first doing it, it was um, they were still like testing me out. Right. right. So I didn't know if I was like locked in. But then I was, you know, getting used to going on the road. I was, they were booking me for more shows. And I was like, OK, this is like fucking first time in my career where I really feel like I have consistency as a creator. I'm making good money. And like I felt like I had it all figured out Uh and then i feel like i got humbled because then once i felt like i had it all figured out then i started feeling burnt out and then i was like fuck yeah yeah. what stage was that at do you think it was like like three four months six months in because like i I think with any cool job the pizzazz like Mm -hmm. your heart beating a million miles a second before you do it wears off yes all of that stuff Mm -hmm. wears off and then it's like oh do i actually enjoy the people i'm around do i actually like the work so when do you feel like that point was where you like damn bro i'm tired it was after a really gnarly run in september so i would say i was about a year into it and Mm -hmm. i you know i was uh, excited about summer because i was like oh we're going to all these like festivals and doing these big shows and this is like how exciting and then i a year in i'm like man like i'm not really i didn't really have a summer i'm not really getting to hang out with friends as much as i'd like to you know the shows are kind of getting repetitive and then we did i i think i did about 16 shows in september and i was so burnt out yeah just like too much i was like literally gone for like 20 days too long to be yeah. gone and i just i remember being burnt out and i was like fuck like i don't know how much longer i can do this for but then i kept justifying it being like well that's just september like october will be a little uh, bit more chill and like you know if it's only eight shows like two shows a weekend as opposed to 16 shows like i'll be good i'll be good i'll be good and i started like suppressing these feelings because i still had my identity wrapped up into it i was right. like if I'm not their photographer, like, what am I right. type of thing, right? Um, and I was also listening to, this is a while ago, but I was listening to a round table of a bunch of actors and Tom Hanks said something really interesting. He said, or the question was, what do you wish you knew earlier on in your career? And he answered with, this too shall pass. And I've always remembered it, like, good or bad. When you're feeling down in the dumps totally. and things aren't going your way, like, this too shall pass. Something right. better will come. 
you think you're the shit and you have it all figured out and your shit don't stink like this too shall pass so um yeah it's like you, you just you really never have it all figured out and uh that's just like something that i came to realize absolutely what do you how do you guys feel about this like yeah. so for you right like you have a job that is in the same mm-hmm. vein but even like crazier like for the lakers like how do you feel with that yeah i, I completely agree with you i think that like you have these super high highs and then something will happen and you'll realize that okay i need to like ground myself in this moment and continue to like press on like this too mm-hmm. this too shall pass and i i think even stuff that i wasn't doing with the lakers before the lakers it's um you know li- life's like such big ups and downs especially when i was just doing my own company like i would get a call one day and i would right. close like the biggest bag ever and then i'd be like oh 7500 bucks like i'm good for the next like right. year in my head right. and then a few months go by i'm like oh shit there's like 400 bucks in my bank account right. and i i need to like actually eat so right. let me scarf this together and figure out how i can do another job and so i think that like like you said i think life is all about you know it's up and down mm-hmm. and up and down learning how to be cool with with what you know what you mean to yourself and what you mean to your friends what you mean to your family and stuff like that other like not tying everything that you do to just the work that you put out on social media because at the end of the day it doesn't matter right doesn't matter you know what really matters is like your health your relationships with friends and family and whatnot Uh my opinion yeah no i mean i just fully agree i just feel like and i also feel like you get you'll always get used to something awesome which sucks mm-hmm. but it's I, true I so know. it's like yeah even if you're doing so something awesome weird. it's it, the the excitement of it passes right mm-hmm. and and then it's just uh you start to notice like oh well it's awesome but i'm fucking tired and i don't get to do this so it's like you never have it figured out even if it seems like you do it's like eventually it'll suck or eventually something better will happen if yeah. you're down in the dumps you know yeah and i think that goes for everyone that's listening you see all these people on instagram like you hear people say it, you're like oh it's never it's never what it seems like other people and it, I, it couldn't be more true because yes. i've met people who i'm like this is my favorite person ever uh-huh. and they're completely different mm-hmm. like you might meet yeah. someone on social you're like this is my my favorite person ever and you're like wow that guy sucks or yeah. you know or they're like oh i hate doing this thing or whatever so it really is never what you think it is and i think that like you can't compare apples to oranges you really yeah. gotta gotta focus on what you have right in front of you because it, the, the water is always going to be bluer over there the grass right. is always going to be greener but what, what really matters at the end of the day is like how how you feel right because if you if you're all sad and broken but you're shooting for the biggest concert mm-hmm. duo in the world it doesn't matter doesn't matter it doesn't at matter all. at all no. right it doesn't matter like you're you're unhappy yeah you're not in a good headspace you're like literally sickening yourself by doing this thing that everybody else thinks is great right and you have to step back and say like what's going to be the best for me right now yeah. to get the most out of this one life that we that we get to live i Absolutely. just i just think that like you don't ever like figure out life mm-hmm. no, it's never. like I'm so with you Never. It's ever, just like ever. not a thing. Like I really whole... thought I had it figured out at like twenty one oh, yes. for like a week. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I got it. But I think even when you're <laughs> even when you're eighty or whatever, yeah, you're still like, so. oh, I still don't really know how to do this or like I haven't figured this part of my relationship out mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? And mm-hmm. and it's just like there's it's going back to like your whole life isn't your work, right? It's like figuring out how to balance it, still, you know, grind mm-hmm. and and make something of yourself with your career but then like learning how to balance friends and then yeah a wife and mm-hmm. kids and then like grandkids right. and then like retirement whatever it's like mm-hmm. and then you know things get thrown your way like people in your life pass like yeah it, it, everything just like as life goes on like i don't know just 
things change and you got to like adapt and like learn but like that is the beauty of life but like yeah man you just i don't know i just don't think you ever fully figure out roll with the punches baby Mm -hmm. okay the next one is you can be grateful and ungrateful slash resentful towards something at the same time Mm. and this one i realized when i was watching um the diary of a ceo with cole sprouse on it's a podcast that i like to listen to and he was talking about like his experience as a childhood actor and he was like you know in in one uh in one side of the coin i'm a childhood actor i have this success i have this money i'm good financially but like it came at a cost of like my childhood and other things so it's like i'm grateful for it but i'm i also kind of am like resentful towards it and ungrateful for it and so like on one end i'm super grateful that i'm getting to do a job that was like at one time this huge dream of mine and then i have like resentment towards it because i'm like fuck, I don't want to be gone every weekend. I want to hang out with friends. Like I'm feeling burnt out. And then I didn't realize that you could kind of have both of these feelings at the same time. So I was like, why the fuck are you feeling like a piece of shit? You should feel grateful for this opportunity. Like you're being really jaded right now. And I realized that like it is possible to feel grateful and have appreciation for one thing and then also kind of like not want to do it and not and kind of have resentment towards the same thing that that should is a is a yes. hard word when you're like i should feel happier i should be grateful i should feel whatever fuck that dude it's 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 just not fair to yourself because you are feeling how you are feeling and to say you should be feeling one way is never going to lead to like a positive outcome to delete the word should yeah you told me one time yeah, you go you your did. mom oh, really? your mom told you don't should yourself yeah i'll mm-hmm. always remember yeah. that big big anti-should household mm-hmm. yeah Next one is just everything is more glamorous on the internet. And I think that is like super important to remember. I'm sure you guys like some of you guys follow me on Instagram or see me, you know, post stories or TikTok vlogs, whatever. And it looks fucking sick because it's like, oh, this crazy show and he's shooting this show and he's on stage in front of, you know, thousands of people and getting to tour with this artist and getting to be in new cities and like, yeah, it looks fucking sick on Instagram. Right. But you have to remember that social media is a highlight reel. Right. Like it's like what I post is curated. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you don't know how much sleep I'm on. You don't know like what kind of mood I'm in, what I'm dealing with in my personal life. Like what routing we had to take, how little sleep I'm on to be in bumfuck nowhere, right. Nebraska, whatever to shoot. Shout out Nebraska. Shitting on it, yep. <laughs> um, whatever, but like... It, and it's it's funny because I'm sh- I'm sure people might look at my content and feel like that about me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, if you only knew. Mm-hmm. But I'm also guilty of looking at other people on social media who I don't even know. You see a snippet into their life and being like, man, totally. they got it all figured out. They totally. lived a life. I wish I was just like them or whatever like if i was just doing what they were doing like i'd be happy and like that's just like not the case but yeah just a reminder man that like what you see on social media is just a highlight reel and everything is more glamorous on the internet but how do you guys feel about that i mean it's just it's (laughs) such i feel like that's such an important people thing for like especially our generation and like the generation below us where it's like you only see people on the internet Mm -hmm. because like 
back in the day, like they would just compare themselves to like who they saw on the street. Neighbor Sally. Like, neighbor Sally, the Joneses or whatever the yeah. fuck. And now it's like we compare ourselves to like the biggest, most successful people and we only see their happiest moments, which are going to be insane. Drive around this block, Ferraris. Right. right. Just, it's <laughs> right. just ridiculous. Right. It's like, oh, it's great. That's right. awesome. But you don't know if that guy fucking murdered someone for his Ferrari, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yet Braden's in the Tesla. Yeah. Like this fucking bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so poor. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. Dude, totally though. And I just think that's so important to not one just trying to compare yourselves at all but obviously you're going to do it mm-hmm. two doing it on the internet is just the worst place to do it because it's just so unfair because you know all your low stuff and then it maybe maybe i mean you can compare highlights but that's still fucked up yeah. like you can look at your own and be like oh actually i'm kind of cool but like you should know that inside and know that that person's probably not all that inside too or even like i was shooting a show and i could look at like another photographer that's doing the same line of work as me and being like Man, I'm only doing shows that has like five thousand people uh-huh. in the crowd. I'm like, he's doing stadiums, right? Like, man, like little shit like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, what the fuck? Like mm-hmm. a year ago, you would die to do a show in front right. of like hundred people, whatever. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, the next one is trust that something better for you is out there when you feel your current situation isn't serving you anymore. And this has happened to me a few times. I've been t- at a crossroad a few times in my life uh, post college where you know i wanted to stop doing something so for example uh quitting my restaurant job i i didn't really have much lined up after that i was just pretty sick of working in a restaurant i was like you know what i'm over it i quit and i'm gonna figure it out that's exciting um another one was i was pursuing djing with my best friend josh and i knew deep down that it wasn't for me but i still kept doing it longer than i should have and eventually i was like you know what this isn't serving me anymore and i quit um, another one was like moving out. I was like really scared to move out of my mom's house cause I had never paid rent before and now we're here and like it worked out. And then, you know, this most recent time is, is quitting this job. And I remember the moment where I kind of reached my breaking point. I was editing a video for them and I kind of bullshit my way through the video. They needed like a Vegas residency, like mm. a second video. And I like had just made one and I basically like took a new song, take, took the same exact clips, <laughs> rearranged them and sent it off. And um, I just like hate video editing. And so I just like kind of bullshit my way and I sent it and I was like, I really hope that they don't ask for any changes. <laughs> and um, they're like, yeah, like we need to have like all new clips and stuff. And I was like, dude, I'm so fucking over this shit. Like, I was thinking about doing part-time, like telling them mm. like, hey, you know, let me get a second shooter I can do every other weekend. And at that moment, I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't care about the money. Like, it's not about that. Like, I got to figure something else out. But I just hated doing it so much. And I was like having anxiety about doing more shows that I was like, I quit. I'm over it. And I was like, you know what? I've been here before. Let me trust my gut and be like, universe, what do you got for me? And the next morning, I woke up to a brand deal in my inbox that was worth more than three times my monthly salary. So it was wow. like in between like three to four months what I would make from Loud Luxury Bags. for Bags. fucking like TikToks. And I was like, okay, that's fucking crazy. Like that's a sign that right. I'm like, I'll be all good. Then I go to this gym that I do social media work for and... I told the guy who originally hired me, it's it's a very part-time gig, but I was like, dude, Jace, like, I decided to quit. Here, he, he was like, how are you? 
And I was like, dude, mm. I've been going through it, man. I had like a fucking mental breakdown last night. Like I decided that I'm like fully done touring. I just I can't do it anymore. He goes, oh, that's crazy. Like we talked internally. He goes, how would you feel about like coming on and doing more work for us? And I was like, yeah, great. Like, what do you have in mind? He goes, well, as you know, like we're opening up a new location in Brentwood. We have like these two other sections of the gym that we want to build, like the online stuff and um, just like more mental, like meditation kind of stuff. And he's like, how would you feel about like coming on as like head content creator, head creative director and like kind of doing this more? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that rocks. And it came at a better time. Yeah, yeah. right. And it was just, uh, it was crazy because I felt like those two things really made me realize that like, okay, I am making the right choice. But I also felt like when I was in the thick of touring, one, because I was like so tired from doing the touring and two, I was balancing a few other like, you know, part-time mm-hmm. social media gigs, whatever freelance gigs out here that I felt like I had like my plate full. And in my mind, I'm like, I can't take on anything. Like my bandwidth is full. Like, so I felt as though I was blocking blessings and opportunities from coming into my life because I had that block in my totally. mind of like, I can't take anything else on right now. And like those opportunities were out there. I just had like blocked them from coming in because I wasn't open to receiving them. Yeah. It's crazy whenever you kind of put a call out to the, I mean, it's not to sound super LA fucking foo-foo, but like a call out to the universe Seriously. to be like, you know yeah. what? Like I kind of need like, a, I, was, I would have some extra time and mm-hmm. I would love to fulfill that with like some more work or like mm-hmm. something, what like, yeah, or like an important thing or like a passion project. And it always comes. Like if you have clarity and you fucking put it yeah. out, it always comes back. And it's like, you're like, okay, now I'm shutting that door and all these other doors are going to open because that's, you know, what you're looking for. Dude, yeah. yeah. I think when you bet on yourself, we've talked about this so many times, but every time the three of us specifically four in the corner, big rock, anytime that we bet on ourselves and we've shot a shot or, you know, you've said like, hey, like I'm ready for something new to come. You like write it down. You believe like something good is coming. Like things are happening for me. I'm telling you, if you guys wake up and you say things are happening for me, shit will start to come into your life. It is, you're going to think it's black magic. I you're swear totally. to God. You're going to be like, what the hell is going on? You might get a knock from a random person on your street. Be like, you look good today. Like, yeah. I'm, t- I'm telling you, dude, if you wake up and say things are happening for me, you'll be so surprised at the things, the little things that pop into your life. And I think when you set yourself up to receive the W's, right? Like, yeah. you know, you're you're waking up, you're getting your right. meals in you, you're drinking water, you're like feeling good, your body's feeling good and stuff, little things like that. Yeah. It just all, like you're working out, it all starts like trickle more W's totally. coming into, into your life. So if you feel like you're in a funk right now, Look at your life. Look at what you're doing, and say, "Okay, how can I get a little W in the morning? What can I? What can I do? Can I wake up a little bit earlier if I want to like actually go to the gym at eight? You know, maybe I need yeah. to wake up at seven. Like, think about the little things that you can do to get you some more W's, and they're gonna come times ten back to you. Wait, can I give a little story? It'll be quick. Tell us a story. Yeah. Pod. So, hey, basically, an example with like the universe kind of blessing you in like weird ways. Mm. I went to the University of Santa Barbara. Wasn't really liking it at all kind of just not motivated to do a lot of stuff. And I told my mom I wanted to leave. You know, we talked it out. She supported me. And I remember like driving down PCH by the beach it was just with like a tingly feeling. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm leaving school. I got to figure out something to like make it worth it. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try to figure out how to work with this Lakers dude. So I literally DM'd Brayden that night and we had already DM'd a little bit before, but, and then he just randomly responds like, yo, Keon, 
how good are you at editing? And I'm like, uh, I'm fucking good enough. I don't know. Let's, let's do some shit. He wasn't. So, he wasn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> he couldn't even open up Premiere. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he came around. Uh, yeah. No, but it, and then <laughs> from there, it's been like the best time ever with these guys. So. Dude, I think you literally came over the next day and yeah. I was filming my program and I was like, yo, like, I'll teach you how to edit if you help me edit this program. And we... We stayed in that room for like, you guys were just like five to midnight, just so grinding fun. on these videos so forever. I, I literally Dude, learned months. everything just by making the course for him. I just learned everything from there and I was like, perfect. I mean, it was nuts. I remember. Yeah. Oh my God. That's feels like so long ago. Yeah, it was we funny. Did that. Crazy. It's crazy. No, but for real, I mean. You know, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Yeah, and you got a great pod voice, yeah, dude. dude. You do does. have a good pod oh, voice. I'll give it um, to you. And then I guess one last thing I want to say on this topic too is like, because I just feel like this can resonate a lot with people is I was really caught up in like the financial side of things. Like, yes, I had some other, you know, freelance projects and, and brand deals and all that kind of stuff. But like, I'd say the loud luxury shit was probably like, 75 80% of like my monthly income mm -hmm. and like to think about being like dude I don't want to do this anymore but I got fucking bills to pay and I can't just quit is mm -hmm. like a really scary place to be and like luckily it wasn't like a hundred percent of my income and like I did have some like I guess other things like set up but it's a scary place totally. but I, but also like every time I'd make that decision in the past it's like everything's been kind of like financially driven if that makes sense yeah. like mm. i was always scared because i was like money comes right. into play right but it always like works out and i think that like you shouldn't let money be a reason why you stay doing something yeah because you gotta you gotta take a leap at some point mm -hmm. you know and i know that's scary i know it's hard for yeah. a lot of people especially people that are living more paycheck to paycheck and like all that stuff they don't have the opportunities, but sometimes like if you're going to do it, you got to try to do it at yeah. least once, you know, 100%. and just send it. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is, and this is actually a quote by Casey Neistat. We love him. Shout out. Mm -hmm. Once you stop, you'll never be able to get it back. And he was talking about this to mm -hmm. David Dobrik when at VidCon, I, I remember Casey talked about this in a video or a podcast or something, but he was telling David, he, David was explaining to him that he was thinking about going down to like two days of vlogging as opposed to three. And he goes, okay, but just know you'll never be able to get it back. Meaning once you stop doing three days a week, you'll never be able to get mm -hmm. back to a place of doing three days a week of vlogging. And for me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to quit touring. And I know that if I quit touring, I'm never going to be able to get yeah. back to a place of like getting myself to that place of being able to get up and go every single weekend and live off of like fucking four hours of sleep a night mm. and like do this whole grind thing. But I just thought I was like, man, I could really I really relate to that uh, Casey Neistat quote. Yeah, it's like once you push yourself to one point, once you like take a, a step back. Yeah, I feel like it's so hard to take that step back up. Mm -hmm. That's a great that's a great point. And it kind of goes into my next point, which is you're capable of more than you think. Mm -hmm. mm. I think a lot of times, like, I'm so busy. That is an excuse that we, like, all use. And, like, oftentimes when we're working, like, we're it's the busy work. We're not really working. We're kind of bullshitting. We're making it look like we're doing more than we are on social media. And sometimes you don't realize what you are capable of until, like, you have no other option. Mm. Like... I didn't think I was able to live off of like 
two to four hours of sleep for four right. to five days in a row until I was like forced to. And I really didn't have any other option because that's just, there was just like no other option. Of course. And um, I also think that like the more pro- the more you have on your plate forces you to be more productive. And I oftentimes think that we think, oh, I can't take on anything more. I have like too much on my plate. But if you're better about like your time management and if you do actually have more on your plate it forces you to get the shit done so it forces you to be more productive Dude, what's the quote huh. if you give a give a someone that has a lot of free time a task they'll never you give a busy person the task you want done or something like that yes because a busy person them. what's the quote Ken? you got it i don't know god damn it no, it's a good I, quote, I know exactly. Though. The human body, like you'll adapt. You know, you'll adapt, you will dude. adapt, dude. If you're if you've never if you've never ran a mile and you start practicing running a mile, you're gonna be able to run a mile. And when you're in that mode of getting stuff done, like I always use it. This was always so profound for me. Welcome week mm-hmm. college. You don't mm-hmm. have any responsibility except for partying. And I would try to work out, right? Because I don't have anything else to do. I'm like one thing to do in the day is work out. Fucking never did it. But then when I have four classes, homework, and uh, whatever things to do, I always had time to work, it in out. The work out. I always got yeah. a workout in. And it's like when you're in the mindset of getting mm. shit done, you just get more shit done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I also think, you know, I've talked a lot about like being burnt out and, you know, like finding your passion and, right. and work life balance, all that kind of stuff. But I also think that t- your 20s, is the time to mm. fucking grind. Mm-hmm. And I think work-life balance is important, but if y'all wanna make something of yourself, work harder. Right. And I think that like, you know, push yourself because you never know what you're fully capable of until you really like put a lot on your plate and, and force yourself to do more. Um, and I just think that like, man, the tw- your, your young 20s when you have fucking drive and energy like right. and very little responsibility right. like fucking work harder and and grind because like, yeah find your limit almost yes. you know what i mean like yes. you do with all things but like find how much how much can you fucking get done in a day mm-hmm. like that's kind of exciting to yeah. figure out you know yeah. give me the last one okay we got the last one is take care of your mental and physical health and I would say, you know, I was, I grew up playing sports, was always kind of like in the gym. Obviously I look like a super athletic guy. After college, I kind of really was like, fell off out of the gym. I try to eat as healthy as I can. Um, But really the last like year and a half, it's been really hard to not only like be at like a baseline, but like I mean, every weekend I'm on very little sleep. Like my sleep schedule is getting fucked up. I'm not eating that well. I'm drinking, like I'm just stressed. Um, I'm not in the best mental and physical space. And you're not really able to bring your best self to work unless you're taking care of yourself mentally and physically. And oftentimes I think that they go well they definitely go hand in hand like if you're taking care of yourself physically your mental is just going to be way better and that Mm -hmm. comes with drinking more water getting enough sleep Mm -hmm. um you know getting outside and just like taking care of yourself and um i just want you guys to know that like obviously it's important to grind and fucking work hard but like make sure you're getting enough sleep and taking care Mm -hmm. of yourself because 
you got to be able to bring your best self yeah. to set and to work. Totally. Yeah, even if you're getting sketch and you're up at 2 a.m., yeah. yeah. you got to wake up at 10, dude. Right. You know, you're, right. you're burning the candle. You can't burn the candle at both ends. You can't. You're also going to have a stroke and it'll yeah. be bad. Yeah. Bad. So make sure you're getting your sleep. And I, I also think, I think that you're so right, though. Like you, I've noticed in my work that I get really sour to like, so say, let's just, let's half it. Business, creative stuff. Mm. When I'm very tired, the absolute last thing I want to do is ever open the computer and edit a video. Yeah. yeah. Or when I'm like, and it haven't slept or when right. you know, I haven't eaten that day, it's like, that's the last thing I want to do. And I'll be like, damn, I'm, there's been days where I'm like, fuck this. Why did I pick this? Right. Why did I pick this? Like, uh-huh. I, there's a million things to pick. Why did I pick this? And it's usually because like, my mental isn't something's wrong. Yeah. I haven't, I have on two hours of sleep. You got to take care of yourself first. Like the, dude, the, the work and stuff, it's always second. It should, it should never come before you, you know, yeah. you like, I think that as I've gotten progressively busier, I have let some habits like going to the gym mm-hmm. slip away and it should be the opposite. Yes. I should put those habits first yeah. because those are going to make me feel good. I'll, I'll feel in shape. I will feel like I've actually not been a lazy piece of shit and right. sat in a chair for 12 right. hours today. Um, and I, I think that it's important, like as you get more busy, you need to figure out what the non-negotiables for you are, whether it's three meals, eight mm-hmm. hours of sleep, a workout, or just a walk. It doesn't even have to be like a right. crazy strenuous thing on your body, but just, so I need to see the sunlight during the day. It, there's nothing worse than, and depressing than working all day and walking out and having the sun be down. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's great. This day was pissed away. Yep. Like, that's awesome. You know? So I think you always need to, you know, put, put yourself on the spaceship, dude, Come on, dude. put yourself Come on. on the spaceship, dude. You got it. And you only get like, you can have any, you can have many jobs come in and out of your life. Like Costas was talking about, but you only get one fucking body, dude. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of that shit. Last I thing it. I was going to say about how you were talking, it's <laughs> a quick final thought. When you're talking about like, even go on a walk if you can, dude. Yesterday I went for a walk. I was going for a walk. I was like, it's the only exercise I have to do. And like, I used to be, I was like kind of fit for like a little bit there when uh, I was working out with Zane's trainer. Zane's in Japan for like fucking two months. So now I'm just not fit at all. And um, I'm going for a walk and I pull up my phone because I, I have this app when I used to run. It's like map my run. And I hit it and I'm like, going for a walk and I'm mapping my run. I'm like, that's where I'm at. <laughs> See if I can get a mile, baby. You know, like, I love that. pace 22 minutes. <laughs> that's like, so funny. I was like, this is embarrassing. I need to do some pushups real quick. That's I'll get back on the ground. I'll start running. Dude, you both. Yeah, come on. Let's yeah. go play some tennis. Dude. Yeah, I'm down, dude. We, should, we also Keon back there. We need a ball. Us oh, four. Yeah. We need to get out there on the yeah, court, dude. We, need a ball. we got a I'm ball. So down. Hit the links. Gym yeah. sesh. We got to yeah. do it all. Oh, dude, right. that, that golf course I went up to with my buddy in the valley. Mm. Fucking great course. Cheap, too. 20 okay. bucks? Cool. It was like around there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's fun, too. It's That's good views. About. We can shoot stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez, let's go. I'll be here on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, let's time. go hit the links. Oh, is there a bonus? There is one bonus. Give it to it's me. It's just always end on good terms. Mm. Yeah. We're, like, I. I made sure to give them a month's notice and I wanted to end on like a, a good term with them so they didn't have anything bad to say about me like fucking world small. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I, I never want them to be able to say anything bad because I will. I do want to get back into concerts and like if, if I hit up someone to get an opportunity to shoot, I don't want them to be like, oh, I know you shot for La Luxury. Let me hit them up and see right. what he was like. And I didn't want to give them any reason to be like, any to have anything bad to say about me mm-hmm. totally and it's just it's a good it's a good person move it's just yeah. a good move yeah I well done it. dude i love it dude Thanks. i love it i'm so excited to see what the next few months look like for yes. you let's go ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning into episode 57 of the 505 podcast make sure to leave a review hit the subscribe button if you're on youtube and we'll see you guys all next wednesday peace peace Bye. Bye.